Hello again, my brothers and sisters. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When we make a best friend, how much time would you say you spend with them a week? An hour? A dozen hours? You probably spend a lot of your time getting to know them while you do whatever it is that you enjoy to do together. What they like to wear, to do, to listen to, to eat. How loyal are you to your friend? Most would say they are very loyal, and that you know that if you mess up and you wrong them, that they will most likely forgive you and accept you back. Now take a moment to think about where you came from. No, not your mother. Who created you? Who picked out your personality, your features, your bizarre desire to eat dill pickle chips with chocolate ice cream? God did that. How do I know? He told me. The prophet Jeremiah speaks the word to us in chapter 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And King David, the psalmist who penned Psalm 139, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Not only did God create you, He took your punishment for you when you messed up, when you broke the law and sinned against the King of the universe. He paid your way into eternal life, and then He sent His Spirit to you to give you the faith you need in Jesus. Yep, He has done it all for you. If that isn't love, I don't know what is. Going to church won't get you into heaven. Going to a Bible study, or even reading your Bible every day, won't get you there either. Only through Christ alone, by faith alone, and by grace alone are we saved. But why wouldn't you spend as much time as possible getting to know who God is after considering all He has done for us? I challenge you to learn it all. Before we get into the meat of our podcast for the day, I'd like to take a moment to ask you to please consider following us on Apple Podcasts or subscribing on Google Podcasts. While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, if you could leave a review, the weird algorithms will bump up the show's popularity, which means God's Word has a chance to reach more people. This podcast is published four times weekly. Three times during the week, you'll listen to a short devotional like you're about to. And on Sundays, we replay the Sunday sermon from our church. We're currently going through our daily prayer series on the Gospels and the Book of Acts. Each day, we will take a quick but thoughtful dive into a verse or two from one of these five potent accounts of the earthly ministry of Jesus and the early church. So grab a pop and let us ponder the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. The story of the rich man and Lazarus of Luke chapter 16 will occupy our hearing this week. This day, my text is these verses. Now, there was a rich man, and he, habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And then, from the ensuing conversation over the brothers of the rich man, Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. But the rich man said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. 
This is my text. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Unbelief. Unbelief is the faith of the unbeliever. Unbelief needs no truth of God, nor word of God, nor God himself, because the unbeliever's faith is unbelief. God may or may not be to the unbeliever, what of it? Upon what, then, is the heart of the unbeliever set? Well, if not on the one true triune God by his word, uh, then there is only one other place to go. Unbelief trusts itself. That person must trust himself. And what can the person do to establish himself before his fellow men and before God, if God exists? Where will he go? Will he not chase success? Will it not be to him the economy? Does this always mean hoarding and never sharing or helping or donating? Perhaps, but perhaps not. Does this mean that one becomes the evil rich who will step on anyone to become so? It might. It is just as likely that the rich will support a charitable cause, and actively so, live an outwardly moral life, faithful to spouse, children, job, be law-abiding, tax-paying, and a a good community-minded good neighbor. Judge the rich man of the text not on the basis of the outward setting. The word of God is not understood by human reasonings. Just because the rich man was rich or just because Lazarus was sickly and poor are not the point. They are the setting. The reason the rich man ended up in the torment of hell after he died was not because he was rich in worldly goods and not because he didn't help poor sickly Lazarus. He ended up where he did because he dismissed the word of God, the word of Moses and the prophets that Abraham pointed him to. What did that word of God proclaim? The one and only Savior from sin, death, and eternal torment, Jesus. Sinners, even rich successful ones, have no special formula for success that is as good as, if not better than, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shed upon the cross to take away the sin of the world. Sinners, even rich successful ones who eat the most sumptuous foods and drink the most delectable wines, have in them a life-giving, life-saving, faith-strengthening medicine of immortality that is worth comparing with the body and blood of Jesus consumed in the Holy Supper. Sinners, even rich successful ones, who wear the finest of tailored clothing with the most expensive of materials, will find them utterly filthy rags when compared to the clothing of the righteousness of Christ gifted to sinners in baptism and faith. Where unbelief reigns, where unbelief is one's faith, there isn't effort or time for God, for God's Christ, for receiving the gifts of Christ, for worship, for loving God above all things and neighbor as self. There isn't room in that heart for any concern where that heart stands in relation to God. Unbelief is sin, the hidden sin out in the open by its very prevalence among sinful people that is condemned in the account of the rich man and Lazarus. It is constantly warned against in the scriptures. You of little faith, 
Do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the unbelievers eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.